So many questions were answered tonight, but the big question still stands. How are Tandy and Tyrone going to defeat Andre? Well, it's time to shed some light and darkness on the Cloak and Dagger After Show on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Yes! Uh-oh. Get it. Get it, Steph. Drew, you're going to get... Are you good? You good? Yeah, okay. I, I was getting hot, but then it was yeah, too Yeah, she's good. Look at her. We're just, yeah. Yeah. It's just the anxiety after the episode. Yes, that's the, exactly what it is. <laughs> the amazing episode welcomes everyone to the Cloak & Dagger After Show on After Buzz TV. We are covering Season 2's Episode 9, um, Blue Note. So I'm your host, Ollie Drennan. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are back at our time slot of 8 p.m., um, I have an amazing panel with me. We are down a member, Carla Beltran. She's vacationing. She is not in the quantum realm. She's not stuck, but go show her some love. She'll be back next week for the finale. I am here with Mr. Jones. Hey. hey. Also, I have a question. Quick question. Okay. Because um, you know I do these sometimes. What are you most excited about for Comic-Con this year, Drew? Uh, oh, my gosh. Just all... I love seeing the costumes. Mm-hmm. Those are always really cool. And then I love the premiere of, like, new movies and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, all that stuff gets me really hyped. Yeah. And, of course, we have Steph Sabrol in the house. What's up, guys? What are you excited for for Comic-Con? First of all, to be with you guys. Yeah. Yes. We have such a good After Buzz, BHL, right. Popcorn Time group coming to uh, Comic-Con. Secondly, it's the best experience. I feel like everyone from the shows who goes, the actors, the showrunners, the writers, everyone, it's such a safe space for nerds. Right. And it's so cool to be a part of it. The interviews are always awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Drew said, the releases, it's cool to yeah. be like actually where everyone's yes. tweeting about. And the parties. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> press gets rowdy. <laughs> and the drinks at Writers the Writers get rowdy. <laughs> right, right at, listen, no one can party like nerdy comic book writers. I swear. Well, I hope Cloak and Dagger attends San Diego Comic Con so maybe we can party with them. Shout out to you writers, Joe, all you guys, cast and crew. You guys are amazing. This is why we're here. We love it so much. Yes. We have so much to talk about. We gotta talk about Tandy, Tyrone, Bridget, and uh, Andre, because we've learned we learned a lot of tea about him in this episode. But initial thoughts first of this particular episode. I know this not a whole lot happened, okay, but it filled in a lot of holes in yeah. this, this this episode. Before my initial thoughts, a lot of people in the chat are saying they're going to Comic Con. We <gasps> should definitely yes. set up a meetup. Let's do yes. it. So we'll figure yeah. that out and we'll get back to you all. But we should oh do God, a meetup. I would love that. Because that would be super fun. But my initial my initial thought was I love I love a villain backstory. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this was just like bread and butter for me. Like I was just like, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I just love that Andre is like, he's a legitimate bad guy. Because I feel like a good villain, there's like certain ingredients for a really good villain. And I right. feel like he checked all the boxes for me. Yeah. He's legitimately selfish, which I think is where a lot of villains drive this from. It's mm-hmm. just they don't have a, a capacity for empathy. Leah is a very dimensional mm-hmm. uh, victim-turned-villain-esque, right. uh, but makes her not really a villain in that sense, but also still a villain. Um, and full circles, I feel like, character arc-wise for both Tandy and Tyrone. Those right. final scenes with them, too, uh, Tandy addressing mayhem and being, like, defining kind of what justice should be and not throwing it in people's right. faces like she's done all season. And then Tyrone realizing he can't be the person to solve everything, but 
does what he can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, this episode kind of read to me as, like, everyone's kind of making points, except for Andre, but I saw, like, we'll talk about it later, but, like, Bridget versus Tandy, like, they both made valuable points with Bridget saying, well, we gotta kill her. She doesn't make her less of a, of a, of a, a bad guy, so, but obviously I was here for Tandy not wanting to kill Leah, but we'll get to that in a minute. First off, we gotta talk about Tyrone, because to me, Tyrone... Oh has came a long way and I'm so excited to see him really step it up and become like this boss really I yeah. loved he is at a, such a good status right now but I do feel bad for the women in his life because he, obviously his mom Adina just got done killing Connors not too long ago <laughs> a episode ago and then obviously Tandy's kind of in like this weird place what did you guys think of Tyrone in this episode and all the women who are kind of a he- little hesitant. Tyrone is super is a super passive character in terms of like how he balances out Tandy, and I loved that this episode especially we got to see him on the aggressive side and it be um, like he really bossed up. Like uh, this entire episode, I was like, hell yeah, throw him off the side of the building, <laughs> but, but catch and them. then catch him. Like, like, like I just like I loved how into how fully. <laughs> into his powers he was like when he pulled up on old boy like let me not get let me not not let the ghetto come out when he (laughs) when he was like making everybody disappear in the restaurant and then he like posted up on the table and was like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like the guy was like okay I see you (laughs) like chill Mm -hmm. I love that because Tyrone was like so what's up what's going on yeah that was so cool because just knowing where he was in the beginning of the season he was not he didn't have that type of confidence, you know, radiating from him because of his living arrangement. He was kind of on the run, but now he's really here kind of doing this solo dolo thing right now and actually it being successful for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with what Drew said. <laughs> Every time he was doing that, I'm like, oh, you're like grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right, I right? like this. Uh, but I, I just really like where they're going with Tyrone. He's mm-hmm. such a lovable character, but I also like that he's kind of understand I like that they're blurring the lines of not everything's black and white right. everything's so metaphorical in this show I swear mm-hmm. so I think I love that both of them are kind of realizing the good the bad the in-betweens whatever it may be they're vigilantes of that right of the day. even Tyrone's mom's a vigilante yeah Jesus she was out here dang <laughs> I don't know what you guys think about that I don't I'm fearful because I love me some Gloria portraying Adina she is killing that role what what do you I know this is kind of more predictions but I'm so afraid of Tyrone when he finds out about that. I think he knows. You think so? He's going to have like he's going to find out if he doesn't already. But I mean, uh, I <laughs> she did what she had to do. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what well, I don't know like I feel like on one end, Drew brought up such great points about black women kind of having to repress every single emotion without being demonized as some crazy woman. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, I don't know if this goes against. (laughs) It's it's great. It's it's not black and white. It's one of those, it's like, it wasn't the best route (laughs) to go down. But we're here, and we're Mm -hmm. in the car, and we're going and so, I, I buckle up. Yeah, I trust the show to make it purposeful. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what the purpose is yet. Right. I think th- it, it will tie into a storyline that really matters. Okay. I also kind of feel like it's very like eye for an eye. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because the great justice for Billy. Because we used to have a first lady in our office. I don't know if you know her. Her name's Michelle Obama, <laughs> and she said, "When they go low, we go high." But Adina said, "When they <laughs> pop a cap, we pop too." And I can't get out of that. You know, I love it so That's much. Just, oh <laughs> my god, you better pull that clip. <laughs> it's just. You know, to each their own. Retweet, retweet. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. (laughs) I love it so much. Listen. (laughs) Well, I think Tyrone definitely had a good episode this uh, episode. Um, But before we get to Tandy, we want you guys to do us a favor. Give us that five-star review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. If you don't have iTunes, well, give us a five-star in the comments. We would also really appreciate that. We are doing the show because we love it, and we love talking about it with you guys. You know, if you're not joining in live, that's totally fine, but... You can DM us. We just really love the show so much, and we just want to make it the best after show for you because it means the world to us. You are just as much part of the show as we are. Yes. Did I miss anything? No. (laughs) No, I'm just very passionate about this. We like y'all. No, we like the iTunes reviews. Love you 3,000. And if you give us a (laughs) five-star review, you might be in the running to win this special comic book that's signed by some of the cast that stopped in to AfterBuzz this season. So... It's really easy and free to do, so you might just be winning that. But for more details, stay tuned for the end of the after show to know more. I was just thinking about this earlier, seeing as we only have one episode left and we haven't gotten everybody in here who we'd mm-hmm. like to. I just think that whoever wins, we should give them the option that if they would like to wait a few weeks, we can take that <gasps> book with us to oh. Comic Con and get everybody. Yes, so. yes. I would. Oh, girl. Drew, I, Drew's got your back. I just be out here thinking. You I know, love that. I, I love want, that. I want. I want you to get all of it. Right. Everything you need <laughs> in life. All of it. More life. More yeah. Life. Well, I want Tandy to get more life, definitely, because she's not like Tyrone. She's kind of at an opposite position in Tyro- than Tyrone because her mom. Come to find out her mom's being taken over by Andre, which I saw coming by the end of the episode or by the beginning of the episode. So I really feel bad for her. What did you think about Tandy in this episode along with, well, not Bridget, Mayhem? Because they had a showdown, okay? And it was awesome. First off, I wish somebody would try to come from my mama. You're going to get Iroquois Park real quick. But I'm actually very proud of Tandy because this entire season I've been wanting to throw one of her light daggers at her because she's been such a victim blamer. But this episode, she really, like... Yeah. Especially with Leah, who I feel like caused a lot of abuse towards Tandy. Um, I was really proud of her to, like, recognize that Leah was a victim, too, and to try to protect her and, you know, go as far as to go into her memories and whatnot and, like, fight for her. I was like, look at you right. coming around. And I thought growing. Leah... Growing. Right. No, I thought Leah was dead, too, last... last yeah. Year. I, I, thought she I was, was dead. wrong last after show. I thought Leah was dead. I also said... Uh, Evita married Papa Legba, but thank you guys for correcting me. She actually married uh, Samdi, yeah. who was the uh, the one in the, the arcade, right? Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys who, I, fr- I think it was Nicholas Kelly, I think you said that, and Lorenzo. Thank you for correcting me. But anyways, back to Tandy. Um, 
I loved Handy's storyline this episode because I feel like we finally understood how he got all of the records. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we have the scene where every when him and Leah originally opened this center for people to talk about what uh, trauma right. and abuse mm-hmm. that each of them were getting like clocked in with them. But mm-hmm. Tandy, I love that she can finally see that there's more to the story. Like with her mom mm-hmm. and now with Leah and uh, Michaela, she sees that it's not just one what is shown and it's not just oh you should just leave if it's just if if they're hurting you it's way way more than that yeah. and she finally sees that and I love that we find out that Leah actually wasn't because I think it was painted early on in the season that she didn't have a family she didn't have X Y and Z and I like that she was like a doctor and you know mm-hmm. grew up with a, in a two parent home and had all of this going yeah. on because it like crimes against women don't like they don't just go... I mean, there's a group of women who they target more than others, but mm-hmm. it's not... This is something that affects all of us, and I think it's very easy with situations like this or, you know, situations like Black Lives Matter or um, the abortion ban and whatnot. Like, it's very easy to be like, well, that doesn't apply to me, right. or I can't personally benefit from this, so I don't care that much, but it's like when you realize that it's something that can pertain to all of us and affect all of us in one way, shape, or form... I think, um, although, like, you should have empathy for everyone because, like, don't be a douche. But um, I think think it was a dope picture to paint. Like, no, it's not just, like, these poor urban inner city girls. It's like, no, it can get me, you, Sam, Jill, whoever. Because Andre just snatched her up from her. Yeah. Even though that wasn't, I remember, there was was, was some, just like Tandy snatched. Remember when Tandy snatched her back in the hotel? Uh, but so, yeah, Leah was not all of, she was, she, at first I thought she started out as a mm-hmm. villain, but she wasn't. She was like a doctor, like you said, even though that wasn't her true passion, music was her true passion. And I remember that's how he, when they touched, that's how we got her. He, he already had her as soon as they touched. Side note, ladies, if a guy ever convinces you to leave a steady job in life. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Because he says that he needs you. Run! <laughs> Remember that Lauren Conrad didn't go to Paris because she stayed for a stupid boy. And guess what? She's not with that boy. Steven! Steven! No, it was Jason. Jason! Jason! You know what Jason's doing? Not being freaking cool. No, okay? just like despair. Stay in school, keep your job. They'll keep your records for life. Coins <laughs> will never break your heart. You guys are amazing. I love you guys. Get your bag! Get in your bag out of your feelings. Catch flights, not feelings. <laughs> I love you guys so okay, much. Okay, we're done. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> no, but you know what is cool? It's it's cool seeing Tanny, like, a lot of viewers such as myself, learning more about victims and where they come from and not just to kind of the victim lay, as Drew was saying. And I really do believe that Tandy is really atoning for her sins of kind of enacting a similar way that Andre was doing. Because, you know, we know Tandy's kind of manipulated guys in the past and <laughs> other people and just been... she's being kind of rude to her mom, her poor mom, who is a victim of abuse and alcoholism as well. So it was cool to see her really try to make up for her past mistakes. And I just really want her to do so. I know when um, she called her mom, I was like, good job, yeah, Tandy. But I already knew something was up with her. Yeah. It makes sense. Everything, like it really did. I think this episode did a really good job of filling in the holes of like, oh, what's going on with her mom? It's because she's, I forgot that her mom was there in the therapy session. Mm-hmm. So Andre had her in, had her in his grasp. And it would make sense why she went back to drinking and drugs. Because, totally. like, he was taking the hope out of yeah. her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
which is Tandy's gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I want to see her using that. We've been talking about it, and I feel like it's been in, in, implicitly. I think um, it's there, coming, but I, yeah, I would love to see right. that actually be a part of her toolbox. Yeah, I really feel like this season. I think it, I don't know. This season we saw Tandy step it up with her powers, but I feel like this season was really Ty getting into right. his. Yeah, like because he's, he's just good. like he's teleporting everywhere. He's like puff puff poofing, yeah. passing. <laughs> He's like, let me take you on a little skydive. Yeah, he said, like, skirt, skirt. <laughs> now you see me, now you don't. Eh. He's literally like Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, Tandy's, Tandy's powers have grown. I, I do believe that. Like, she's gotten more daggers, but not to the level of Tyrone, I, I don't think. Yeah. But, you know. We'll see it, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if next episode she totally... Because we saw them step up together, but I do think his is a little more developed yes, right, right now. But I also think that we... Tyrone hasn't needed as much character development as far as like spiritually needing to grow and like develop right, that. that part. And so I think it's dope that we're seeing him do that with his powers. But then on the flip side, we are seeing Tandy um, grow significantly right. as a person, as a woman, as, you know, daughter, friend. And so in its own right, that is her building up her powers because mm-hmm. it's like she, I think. In order to really embrace who you are as a person, you have to fight to be a whole person. And we, when we met Tyrone and Tandy, we really kind of met Tyrone as like a fairly whole person. But right. Tandy was in shambles, and so we're watching her pick up her pieces and find her worth and have you know find her core. And so I think next season will really be when she snaps. Mm-hmm. Ooh, goddamn. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. We Not don't you. have confirmation yet, but I think we will be getting season three. I don't know much, y'all. Um, but I am. It was nice to see our girl Mayhem back in the action because obviously Mayhem. Also about Mayhem, you can tell it's Mayhem when her hair because her hair's more curly, mm-hmm. and then Bridget O'Reilly, her hair is more straight. So I love the discrepancies. And Mayhem I keep, comes for the looks. I just want to shout out your guys' nails too. For, you know I got that poison green, <laughs> for podcast, like I said. For podcast listeners, she got the poison green stuff, and also Drew, she has uh, Bridget's color. Yeah. Because Bridget had red, or like, kind of like I the, went for a little, I, I saw it last week, and I liked the it was, color, and blood. I think it subconsciously, like, mm-hmm. inspired mm-hmm. it when I went to the salon. <laughs> together, we're on the stall. <laughs> I love it. Um, side note, I loved the uh, Luke Cage reference in this episode. Where was it? <gasps> When he's talking to the kid from the gang, Solomon, he was like, um, they were talking about Luke Cage and how Luke Cage, you know, is bulletproof and all this stuff. And and Tyrone says, you know, I think Luke Cage would still be out here in these streets even if he wasn't because he knows it's the right thing to do. And I thought that was such a fun little... um, drop of like marble and going off that when they said i've heard he's bulletproof and he's just like us you know that's what i love about luke cage's character yeah and that's why representation is important Mm -hmm. because you know you get to see somebody on tv who looks like you and is badass and is powerful in this case like this person's real but like you when you have representation you can see what greatness looks like in your skin tone Mm -hmm. in your body it's motivational and it can it can change lives. I never thought I would be a person who was on TV and whatnot until mm-hmm. I. But I was fortunate enough to grow up with like Raven Simone, who looked a lot like physically and skin tone and whatnot looked like me, and I was like, cool, I can be on TV. So it, I thought that was dope. That you know, it was a little nod to how representation is important. No, Absolutely. it totally is. It's really important, and I think be, 
it, it's a, such a confidence builder too for so many factors such as gender, race, sexual orientation, and it's nice that Marvel and also Freeform I think is pretty good with the representation, and I think especially aimed towards youth where we are in this this day of age where yeah. you know it's it is very, it's scary sometimes i i have pink hair gosh darn it so <laughs> that's not the most masculine th- thing for a man so just you're to see- all man ollie yeah hell yeah you're all man no um <laughs> but no i completely agree with you i think it's beautiful what the show's doing and just more media such as marvel implementing it cuz it really does matter i mean we just had captain marvel so a female <sighs> strong yes. female Queens. and all and just Oh, it just makes me really happy. Last thing about the call to Luke Cage. What's so cool about Marvel and these comics that were written in the 60s and 70s with uh, Luke Cage and Cloak is that Cloak is obviously with the hoodie and like some sort of metaphor of the hoodie and then being bulletproof as a black man. It's like people are like, oh, well, this never existed. Like police brutality never existed. All these things never existed. But it's like this was written then and it's always existed. And it's cool to see the writers of Marvel have always been a place of acknowledging what reality is. That's why I don't like it when people it really offends me when people crap on comics and mm-hmm. nerdy and nerd culture and especially Marvel and DC because there is so much social commentary and like we have badass Storm. Like everyone knows who Storm is. She is a household name and it just makes me and there's just there's so much depth to these characters and depth to where they come from. And it's just crazy that like you said, these were characters made years ago and how diverse they are back in the day. And people yeah. don't people don't care. It's just like they write it off because it's oh it's comics. It's it there's lots of depth to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black Lightning fans know last season I went on a bit of a rant because we had a troll in the chat who kept getting upset that we were talking politics and race and you know, all the goods. And my response to that person was that if you can't handle those topics, if you can't handle talking about, you know, police brutality or feminism or um, drugs being infiltrated into inner cities and whatnot and politics in general, you shouldn't you shouldn't watch or read or participate in comic culture because comic books were an artistic way of responding to the things mm-hmm. that plagued us in those different times. And I mean, uh, Wonder Woman was on uh, feminism and Black Lightning, um, obviously with, you know, police brutality and then Cloak and Dagger with Mm -hmm. um, the drug push in inner cities and whatnot. And so I think it's so dope that they stay true to it because it is a tangible way to um, understand these these struggles. And I think a lot of times for people who don't necessarily live in those struggles, sometimes it's hard for them to sympathize with their neighbor, but it's easy for them to sympathize with a character in a book. And so mm-hmm. I, I think it's really dope that we have comics and we have shows like this that can paint this picture and make people go, how, how the hell is this happening? Mm-hmm. Like, or how the hell could someone possibly like let that happen? And then you can be like, well, actually it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. So that's why. And it's dope. Another note, sorry. I think we kind of brought it up last year, but the fact that um, Tyrone, his, like, cloak is a hoodie, and the fact that Luke Cage is in a black hoodie, and, and when you think of the significance between, behind the black hoodie and the Black Lives Matter movement with... Um, Trayvon Martin. With Trayvon Martin, and just how much power to, to take that back, to take that power back into that hoodie, I just think it's, like... Dope, and I just applaud Hell yeah. this entire team. No, that was really well. Like, 
freaking beautiful. Thank I was you. about to say another word, but we're trying to keep this clean for the chip, chipmans. Chipmans. The chipmans. Um, gosh, I love that little tangent. We, 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 we all went on. That was beautiful. Talking yeah, about we comics just, and stuff. We just jumped Listen, in a black hole. Real I was ready about, oh my gosh, it was so good. Um, Hashtag, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get to Andre, uh, or AKA Despair, because we learned so much about him. Um, also, this is kind of predictions too, but he was suicidal because he ended up losing his music, and I, he jumped from the bridge. Mm-hmm. And my first instinct was like he brunched, brunched. He went to brunch. He yes. jumped into the water, and instantly I thought, did he jump the night when the the accident happened? Yeah, like, yeah. So that's a thing. So that's how he got his powers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> that was Into confirmed. Into a sea of bottomless mimosas. <laughs> yeah, so that's why he didn't know. I think they said 96 months. Uh, yeah, I wrote it. 92 months ago. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I just wanted to make sure despair. that I was, like, not crazy. I'm like, wait, that was the same night. So. Yeah, it was the same night. Um, I, this is, this is my thing about Andre, and this is why I like him as a villain, and stay with me. I'm not saying I like him, but I, I love villains who like the Joker, for instance. The Joker is just straight up crazy. There's no means to why he is the way he is. The Joker just enjoys destruction. And he and he's very narcissistic in that. I like Andre or Despair as a villain because Andre is strictly about him. There's no there's no world domination. There's no it's strictly a I need to get mine and I don't care who is affected by it. Mm -hmm. And I think when you hit villains like that, there's not a lot of reasoning. Because most people, whether we want to admit it or not, we're not willing to sacrifice ourselves for the well-being of others. And so I just, like, I really, I just don't see, and, like, the entire, like, season, it's never been an option of what are we going to do with him it's been an option of, okay, who's going to kill him? Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that there's that dire, like, there's no negotiation in their mind for him. It's just like, we're going to have to kill him. Yeah, because I've yet to kind of feel any, like, sympathy towards None. him. I've, felt, I've now felt sympathy towards uh, Leah and kind of even seeing her as a child. I was like, oh, I feel bad for her now. But, no, I, that's a really good point that you bring up because... I I never felt for his character yet. I don't know. We don't know why he's doing what he's doing other than to become a god. That's what it is. He has such a god mentality. And we see it in this episode. He's we learned that he is trying to build an audience. So clearly he was trying to build an audience to play a blue note, which is what the episode's called. And it's funny because blues kind of like blues Mm -hmm. and jazz is kind of like this weird, sad feeling. It's beautiful. It's a it's a beautiful, yeah. It's beautiful music. Ja- but it's- Jazz was created in a time when there was no platform for black um, people, and it was it was a way to filter through pain. And it's a it's a it's a music style that was rooted in pain mm-hmm. and hurt. And so it's it's very cool to it see makes sense. Yeah, that he's it- harnessing it in order to become to lift himself up, even the, even if it's a horrible thing, yeah. what he's doing to people. He's just a bad villain. Yeah, he just <laughs> wants to stop. Well, he's a, he's a good, comments. he's a good, bad Bro. villain. Oh my God. Were you going to say something? Sorry. No, <laughs> I just like, I, I agree with Drew. Like, he's just bad. And I wouldn't, he's the type of person where 
you're, there's nothing you can do except for kill him, like, legitimately, like, if you were in Tandy and Tyrone's position, um, because there's no way common government would understand or begin to understand the capabilities he has. Yeah, and I think it comes back into the the idea that they've kind of been playing with where it's, like, what is enough? Like, how, like, what really makes justice served? You know, like... Is it life imprisonment? Is it death? Like, what at the end of the day is going to make this situation okay? And that's kind of, like, the issue here is it's, like, granted in the in the comics, you know, they were vigilantes and they did kill people. But at, 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 so far right now, they haven't really mm-hmm. killed anybody. I mean, Tandy might have. No, she hasn't yet. She hasn't? Think. Okay. But, um... I mean, we haven't seen them kill, like, a main character. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen them kill someone who, like, they've had some sort of, like, interaction with. Yeah. And so that, on the one hand, that could really, that kind of alters your, like, um, your mindset a little bit. So it's like, is it worth altering my character to kill this person? Mm -hmm. Like, am I going to find justice just from, you know, putting this person away? Or am I going to, is it going to empower me to just end this guy? So I think that's really interesting, too. And what I love about Despair is I think he's a bigger metaphor for... The two communities he's hit the most and the hardest is the, uh, like, the gangs mm-hmm. and um, using them to put get drugs and women and victims and making them even further in victimhood mm-hmm. and enslaving them. Uh, so I think he's a metaphor of kind of the greater oppression of minority groups, and that's what despair is and those groups oftentimes don't get justice so Mm -hmm. tandy and tyrone and this is always with oppressed groups you get to this point where it's like do i have to take this into my own hands because other people aren't going to do it for me the instant what's institutionalized isn't Mm -hmm. here for me yeah Yeah. and there's no hope for andre because he feels like this is the only way that he can do it so he's going to continue doing this in order to become a god in order to kind of have some power over the overall society that's been so hard on him. Yeah. And I also think it's very... There was a conversation that Tyrone had with the two drug um, leaders where he basically told them where he was like, I can't get you to stop selling to individuals, but, like, you have to stop selling to these people who are hurting other people. And I thought that was very interesting because I personally grew up in an area where there was, you know, some gang affiliation and whatnot. And I I guess it's different for different places and stuff. But for some people, like, for some gangs at least, there's a code of, like, you can't sell to your own. And Mm -hmm. so I just thought the whole... Because, like, gangs... People don't want to be in gangs for the sake of being in gangs. Mm -hmm. There's nothing cool about being in a gang. Gangs are for protection. Gangs are for keeping a roof over your head. And gangs are for financial gain. And so listening to him talk to them was very interesting to me because it was just, like... They weren't registering it as people. They were registering it as, like, coins. Mm -hmm. And that whole conversation was really interesting because um, I I feel like it shows how transactional that is. And it's not like a black-on-black crime or whatever. It's strictly, like, a survival thing. Mm -hmm. It's a survival of the fittest. So I thought that was, I don't know. This show is just, like, going off. 
yeah on many levels i agree that that conversation with the with the gang members was really important because a lot of times we think that they just sell drugs because they're harmful uh criminals Mm -hmm. some of them might be definitely every group has really just bad apples um but i think a lot of it is like this is the way we make money right you never know what families they might have there that's the way they might even not even be harmful to anyone that this is just their job this is a business and we're just trying to support our families our kids whatnot i have you guys in the chat right now so i'll definitely (laughs) oh is there anything take a look at it um yeah if anything catches your eye if anything we're missing i think we got a lot of good stuff we got almost everything right yeah Mm -hmm. really good well let's get on to our special segment which drew is going to take over oh baby i love that i got scared for a minute oh my goodness drew what is this special segment that we do yes every week we do a little thing we like to call cloaked and daggered it is where you and us give the highs and lows of the episode cloaked being the low moments because darkness and uh dagger being the highlights because light so who if you're in the chat right now if you're in our live chat be sure to give it to us because steph and i are looking yeah but do you want to start ali okay uh i think my daggered moment my high moment in this episode was just really seeing tandy versus mayhem and how they both made great points of like, Tandy wants to atone for her sins, so she's going to not let Leah die, but also Mayhem kind of brings up this point. Well, she's still she's still a bad guy, so I see where they're both coming from, but I was happy that Mayhem ended up not killing Leah, and mm-hmm. she didn't end up actually, like, harming Tandy. So it was not, And I just love the fight scenes. I'm here for the fight scenes. So that was my high for the episode, and then my cloaked was... What did I write down? Oh, seeing Melissa and uh, Michaela in the audience... Mm-hmm. for Andre's performance because that's Tandy's mom and we haven't seen Michaela in a while so it was it was bummed to know that the stakes are even higher at this moment. Yeah. My daggered moment was someone in the chat said my hair looked good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Which it does. Thank you. Hell yeah. Um, my daggered moment definitely would be I just really like seeing Tyrone like step up to the plate and like kind of like po- like that whole scene of him just throwing people off like I was living <laughs> I was at home like, yo, he just did that. <laughs> like, he, no hesitation, just, um, and then caught him. Yeah. But um, my my cloaked moment would be, mm, um, my cloaked moment probably would be, like, them all disappearing. Like, where are right. they? Where all the good people go. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then, like, when he was playing the note, and, like, did you see how, like, his, his sign was, like, lighting up? Right. I was like, no, stop that. <laughs> Don't do Keep it. Keep it locked. Stop Keep it. it locked. I wanted to like blow. Stop it. <laughs> um, Michael Cullen in the chat, and I will shout you guys all out in just a second, uh, said Dagger was Tyrone finally becoming cloak. Yeah. He's full. That has to be mine. Like he full, like kind full of what on. Drew was saying. He's full on cloak now. Uh, so that was a great way of just making that simple for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my cloaked moment was, yeah, I guess seeing Tandy's mom in the audience, Michaela in the in the, I mean, yeah, in the musical audience, and then Leah's backstory was really sad. Yeah, uh, only because she just got swept into something really, really, right. really dark. Yeah, no, she didn't start that way. Exactly. She didn't want that to happen. She, it, it was basically her. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. I hate um, <laughs> Andre, you're terrible. 
Uh, and then there was, oh, the Karen Page mention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's that? What was that? I I don't remember where it was exactly, but I remember reading that there was two, like, Easter eggs. So Luke mm-hmm. Cage and Karen. Oh, Karen from Daredevil. Yeah. Duh. yeah. Okay. I'm, I, Wasn't it? I'm just kind of depressed because those shows are ending, or what? those shows have ended yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. But we love those shows. Um, anyways, you guys, I do want to shout you out in the chat as uh, right after we get into some news and gossip. Yes, Steph. Yes. Take it away, girl. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so the major news and gossip, like you guys have all been saying in the comments, we don't know if there is a season three yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, speculation has it that it there will be a season three as it's Marvel and now Disney owned. Yeah. So I guess we're kind of thinking we don't know what platform it is, but this is why social media is so important. We saw it with Lucifer, um, hopefully with One Day at a Time, mm-hmm. um, shows like that. We need to keep pressing tweets, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, shout it out because right. let people know that you're watching the show, you love the show, and you want to see season three. Yes. I will say that Disney's doing their own platform and pushing a lot of Marvel shows. So I personally wouldn't be surprised if we saw Cloaked and Dagger get moved over. Mm. But I feel like that would leave open the possibility of crossovers because, right. like, you know, Winter Soldier <laughs> and Falcon are getting a show together, and I just like really want that crossover so bad. I know it's MCU and just whatever, but I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. They have the money to do it. Um, they should do it. It's Disney. It's Disney. Other thing is, I always show, shout out Joe Pekowski's tweets because the God, God. Uh, and I just I love shouting out the people behind these shows because this show in particular because it's just so well done to me. This was written by Kenyon Alley and Pete Calloway and directed by um, Amakin Anamon. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that, but I wanted to Amy Amy Cannon Man. Sorry, I was reading the the which his Twitter a, is- thing, but. Also, I want to get into some chat shout-outs. Aaron Robinson, Big Face Hundreds, Ivan Soto, Michael Cullen, Shayna Jones, Jazzy Jones. Um, yes. There was no Eric James, <laughs> Aaron Robinson. Mel P. I feel like there was... Oh, Chanel Tart Minor. I saw yes. you in the chat. I didn't want to forget that one. There, Star Drew always rocking with us. You guys make this so fun. Thank you guys so much for being a part of it. And we will definitely keep you guys incorporated in mm-hmm. the season finale because we do have a very special guest we do. coming. We and do. we're working on more. We want to pack <laughs> the house. So Listen... They don't believe me that y'all want to see them. So you all have to go blow up their Instagrams. And tag us all. Mm-hmm. You have to. Have to. Absolutely. You want to win. Yeah, because if you do that, you might win this comic book too. Which Ooh. all you got to do, give us that five star on iTunes or in the comments. And then on finale night, which is next week, we will announce the winner. And the winner will win the comic book. And they just have to send us the DM, slide into them, and give us the address, and we will send it to you. But if you want, we can hold on to it, like Drew said, on Comic-Con, and we can have more cast and crew sign it, because we want to make this the best giveaway ever. Right, yes. Drew? Right, stuff. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Well, we're ending soon, but we got to get predictions, so Your quick predictions. Buzz TV predictions. Who wants to go first? Drew. It's really hard. We got the okay. season finale. I think we've played with the Dark Dimension so much mm-hmm. this season that I feel like Despair 
is going to deal with whatever the opposite of that is that Tandy resides in, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think Tandy is going to um, be able to cure whatever situation is going on mm-hmm. with despair. <clears throat> um, and it's going to be very, like, feminist, badass, like, moment of taking my power back. And my, yeah. Yeah. And, um... I'm here for it. Totally agreed. Joe Pekowski also had a tweet. He shared a thread from a woman who pointed out the scene of mayhem and Bridget with the nails mm-hmm. and, and called to how well written it was and the recl- women reclaiming what is theirs and kind of taking back the violence put on them or the trauma put on them. So I definitely think that we're going to have some sort of full circle with that. Mm-hmm. And despair is going to die. And I'm going to oh, be yeah. happy about it, okay? <laughs> I, yeah, I completely agree that Andre will be defeated for sure. And I think I agree that Tandy's going to play a huge part in it. I did just realize now that I feel like Mayhem really wanted to take down Connors. But knowing that Adina took down Connors, I I, I feel like I was happy that happened. But I was, I was wonder if Mayhem is still out for Connors, even though he's dead, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I also think keeping Leah alive might be a bad thing. Because they made it seem like it. And I think Tandy and Tyrone are going to become official now. <sighs> Putting it out there. Sorry, Evita. I think it's leading. Maybe they're going to kiss on finale night. I don't know. I, I, it's got to be coming. Speaking of Evita, you guys, next week we will have Evita, Noel, Renee, Bercy yes. in the house. So get ready for that. She's our finale queen. Right? But she is. Yeah. We well, have to go, you guys. Well, until then, where can yeah. I find my fabulous panel on social media? We don't want to go, but we have to go. <laughs> I'm Steph Sabra. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. And I'm Drew Jones. You guys asked for it, so we're going to give it to you. We start the the Society After Show next week. I will be tweeting out all the details about it. But if you want for now, you can slide into the DMs at OKDrewJ. Oh, yeah. Let me know if that show's good. I, it's I, so I, good. I've heard some things. Someone so asked if Miss Drew Jones was single, and I have Ooh. to say, yes. And I uh, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm your host, Ollie Jordan. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer. I did just start a Twitch, so you guys should follow me Ooh. at Ollie Dreamer and watch me play video games and drink wine and talk about Cloak and Dagger. Why not? But until then, we will see you back with Carla on finale night. Bye, guys. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.